today's the time to take uh, testimonies from what's come out of prayer and then to break up in the small groups at the end of the service and online. You'll be my little small group. We can be together. And we're in the book of Galatians today. We are in Galatians chapter 4. So that's where I'm going to focus on and releasing that sound. But um, who would like to come up first today? Becky, come on up. Thank you. I wasn't going to come up, but Peter Michael, when you were on the drums, you were prophesying, and I wrote down what I heard the Lord saying as you were playing. Uh, it said, sealed in abundance, sealed in his presence. The seal on our foreheads is pulsating to his rhythm. The spirit of divine intervention is coming to many homes. It will come to the Escovitos. Transition and transformation, holy love encounters more than one. He's taking our hopes and establishing his kingdom substance right in the midst of us. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, Exodus 14, 13. A season of a holy convocation with me. Stand still and see the change. Wait and see. You are given my strength as you wait with me. I'm in it. And he kept saying over and over again, I'm in it, I'm in it, I'm in it. And if you could stand, this is, this is what I felt while Pastor was reading Ephesians 3.14. If you could put that up, please. Um, we're going to read this ourselves. It's wonderful when Pastor reads something. But when it comes out of our mouth, and let's change the word instead of you, we're going to change it to we or I. Okay? So this is your impartation from the Lord. For this reason, I bow my knee. Now, real loud so that everybody can hear you in the room. For this, this reason, reason, I bow, I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant me, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, with Christ may dwell in our hearts through faith, that we, being grounded, rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that we may be filled with all fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus, to all generations forever and ever, amen. And then say it, I receive this. I receive this. In the name of Jesus. He's in it. And he's in me. Amen. 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 Who's next? Peter, yeah, please. Mm -hmm. um, everything that was said about the family, uh, verse 14 in Ephesians 3.14, yeah. the family just, the Lord just kept speaking to me, and that's how we started our shift at 2 is about the family. The Lord just kept telling me, it's the family. Yes. It's the family. It's the family that I'm going to be working through, the natural biological family and the spiritual family of Christ in the church. <sighs> Is it not that I have said unto you 
that I would visit my people. I've said unto you that there was a day of great outpouring of my spirit. And in the latter days, I have said unto you in Zechariah chapter 10, ask of me for the rain, the latter rain, and I would pour out a blessing upon you and your children and your children's children. Therefore, do not fear in the day of your distress. I will come to you like the rain. In the midst of turmoil and in the midst of all that you have seen, the pandemic, the crime, the ad, uh, abject poverty, and the disobedience to the word of God. Yet I said, I will come to you, and I will do a new thing that has never been done before. And the mouths of all of them will be opened, gaping wide when they see the miracles, signs, and wonders that I will do through you, my people. And I will restore all the families of the earth and the tribes and the families of heaven. The angels of heaven will come to assist. I will send the tribes from the family in Gabriel, the messenger archangel, and the families in the tribes of the warring angels from Michael. And I will send the seraphim and the cherubim. They are coming now for the great move of my spirit upon my church and upon the families that will be restored. It will not be the state that will dictate to you, but it will be my spirit moving through the family of the church, through the family and society. I will speak and I will move and I will empower you to do my purpose for this generation. The vision and dream that, that George Washington, the father of this nation had, will be fulfilled. America will overcome, not by might and not by the power of its military or by its cultural uh, uh, precipices and platforms, but it shall be my, by my spirit. And my people will prevail. The state will not be the family, nor the one who rules, but my spirit will move in and out of each member of the body of Christ. My family and my prophets, my people will prevail because my son is doing a great work, a new work, an awakening to this nation. Watch and see in 2022 the beginnings of the rumble and the tremble of the thunder and the storm that I will bring upon this nation to shake it to its core. But my family will prevail, my church will prevail, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it, but my people will rise up and they will win the battle and fulfill the destiny for this nation. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Who's next? Allie. Oh, Diane is coming. So you're next after Allie. 
then we'll get into it. We'll give, give most, more time to pray and be in the groups. You know, one thing that we can do is say, let's, we receive the word. We receive that. We let the Lord speak. You know, when people speak out prophetic, you want to not despise it. I mean, like, well, who cares? It's like, Lord, yeah, come. Come do your great work in our glorious, your, your nation, and just bring forth your church and family forward and to prevail in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, from 3.30 to 5.30, we do kind of a worship watch where we move into worship and different people come. And it's been really sweet and really special because a lot of people that aren't on the worship team um, are coming in and they're beginning to sing their prayers and they're beginning to sing the word and they're stepping in and, and it's wonderful. And today was, um, it was kind of like Watchman School, and, but it was worship school where the Lord was exhorting people to worship regardless um, there was just, you could, you could feel struggle in different individuals like, okay, I want to sing, but I don't know if I can sing, and I really can't sing, but I don't know if I should sing. And I just really felt kind of this father heart of God going, I don't care. Sing. Sing. Step in. Stop waiting for the moment. Stop looking for it to feel right. That is a complete fallacy for the body of Christ. We're to listen to his voice, to know if it's right, but this gets to catch up. This doesn't lead. This doesn't lead. It's his spirit mm -hmm. leading us by the spirit. And as we feel the unction, when the argument comes, he's like, do it anyway. Don't get in the argument. Get out of the argument, especially if that argument starts with, but I. The minute that argument becomes, but I. I don't have it. I don't know. I don't. We've stopped worshiping that moment, and now the focus is me. And God's like, get your focus back up here and just step in, just step in, just mm -hmm. step in, just step in. And I just felt a real exhortation for the body that God is going to be discipling us, mentoring us, disciplining all of us in the area of our own worship, personally and corporately, to just step in, to give him what he is due, because it's not about us, it's all about him, and that's why we come. So if you'll stand, I just want to release an impartation of that word of discipline for each of us. Holy One, in your mercy and your love, would you convict us the moment we've shifted worship to being anyway about ourselves? Would you forgive us God, for thinking that what we bring is anything without you. We come to you, by you, for you. You are everything, God. And as we come, it is not up to us to measure what you have given us to do, but to just release it and trust you.
in faith to multiply it in any way you deem that you would receive all the glory. So I pray in this season for a spirit of humility and a spirit of worship to overtake each one of us that no matter what we are encountering physically, emotionally, mentally, we won't care. And we will just step in and say, praise the Lord for he is good and his mercy endures forever. Let this company of worshiping saints come forth in this moment to the praise and glory of your name, Lord Jesus Christ, that this may be a house where you find rest because you are worshiped above all else. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That's really good. Thank you. We kind of um, were singing about it today, but uh, when we were singing at, during that time that Diana was talking about that watch, um, I got a picture of like the Lord and he was holding a very small child or a baby, like somewhere around one year old. And um, he like was standing over by the very deepest end of the pool and just kind of tossed the baby in. And it felt so uncomfortable and like, uh, and, but I felt like the Lord was like, yeah, it's going to feel awkward and uncomfortable because it's a different place than what you've been in. But that word came forth about, but the water is his presence, but he is the water. So it's like we've, and I felt like, um, it's like the Lord reminded me of a, of a, the scene of when Jesus told Peter, just cast your nets again, try again. And he was like, I just did this all night long. Like, I just did this. This is so awkward. This is like a lot of time and energy spent doing something that I know for sure does not work. And there's no fish here right now, or they're not, whatever. And, um, but the Lord was like, cast your net. And um, he did, and of course, like all the net filled up with fish, and his boat could hardly even contain it. And I just want to like pray over us, because yes. um, I don't even 100% know what that means, but I just feel like there's such a beautiful invitation to be, to go to places in his presence and with him and in him where we haven't previously understood or been able to like step in 100% and what a beautiful invitation because the Lord's mighty enough um, to like get us there. So Father, we just yes. um, surrender all the past. We surrender everything that we've done, what worked and didn't work, yes. what was really successful and what was a complete train wreck failure. God, we, we surrender it all. We drop it. We drop yes, it at your feet yes, and and at the feet of what you are doing, the new wineskin, what you are currently speaking and doing. And Father, we um, just hold out our hands and surrender and just say that you're our Father and there's nobody else but you, God. You're the strong one. And so I just invite you to do the biggest dream of your heart for this body right now. For us individually, we just invite you to um, 
bring that into fruition. And I ask that any area of our heart that's um, standoffish or, or feels like, oh, I don't know, this, I don't know, I don't know how to do this, or this did not work before. God, would you loosen our hands and would you cause our grip to let go and to trust and to just fall yes. backwards into yes. that pool, yes. God, yes. Into, into your presence. And yes. Yeah, I just invite you. In Jesus' name, yes, amen. Lord. Amen, amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you. That good. You can be seated. I want to share. Yeah, well, yeah. I saw you come up, Kelly. Come. Allie kind of stole my verse. Because <laughs> I had the same one. It said, when they had stopped speaking, it was right before the, Jesus, just after Jesus told him to throw out the nut, he launched out, the, out into the deep and let the, down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said, Master, I've been out toiling all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let you down, let down the net. And when they had done that, their nets were breaking. You know, it's just a simple act of faith. You know, I, I, for the last six years, I've been working nights. And I've had a lot of excuses of why I couldn't go do things. And I, I started thinking about it last week. How am I going to get to prayer and sleep? But I don't work on Wednesday nights. So it's like I had an appointment today. It gave me strength to get down to the valley, do that, do a couple errands. And I just decided to stay awake. I, I was like, I can sleep tonight. And I had slept. I'd taken a nap last night and then gotten woken up to go pick up a girl at the hospital. I was just thankful I was available. I mean, I, I didn't wake up with joy. <laughs> I was dead asleep when they called me. You know, but it was like she needed a ride. She didn't have the cash to call a taxi because they had rerouted her from St. John's and Oxnard to CMH in Ventura. And we couldn't get a hold of our two leaders at work, so they called me. I was suggested. And like, yeah, I can go get her. And we had a real nice talk. And she's going through some really serious health issues, you know. And it's like, why can't I be there? You know, God wakes us up. We better show up. You know, so I just want to pray that we would be willing to throw out our nets into the very deepest places. And, um, one thing I wanted to share real fast is when you were singing that song about the water, deep water, all I could see is like a 10-year-old, 12-year-old boy on a dock in a lake, a really long dock, and he just runs down that dock, and not knowing what's in the water, he jumps. And that's what we have to do. Yeah, yeah. Just run with abandonment what the Lord's calling you into, the, into that deep spot of your life. So, Lord, I just thank you right now that you are calling us into deep, unexpected, mysterious waters, Lord Jesus. And as long as we can keep our eyes on you, we will run with abandonment 
Lord Jesus, as Peter walked on water, not knowing what he did when he stepped out of the boat, he just did it until he realized. But help us not realize what we've done. Help us just keep our focus on you, Lord Jesus. In that season, in Jesus' name, amen. That really moved me. Um, so kind of testimony, kind of what I'm receiving recently, what's going on uh, as a result of years of waiting, praying, watching with the Lord here um, as a corporate body. Um, the Lord just, you know, said that he's watching how we treat each other. He's not looking for us to go outside, find a stranger who's homeless, you know, per se. Like, you can do that, but he's really just looking in our heart how we treat one another. Those who are close to us, we often just dismiss who may be weak, who may be in need because we are so busy, because we are so important. We have important things to do, but I feel the Lord is actually dealing this with me specifically. And I had a few testimony. I'm not going to go through it, but I actually, each time when I adjusted my heart, I called myself because the Lord recently told me his heart is compassionate. Mm -hmm. It's not just for me, but actually for everyone. So if I want to have Jesus in my heart, my heart has to be a compassionate heart because that's who he is. Jesus is compassionate. If he really dwells in our heart by faith, mm -hmm. that's how we should be feeling and thinking about all the time. And we didn't realize, I didn't realize that, so I never really watched my heart. To, so I didn't know what I was guarding. And the Bible said, watch your heart with all diligence, because out of it flows issues of life. And recently, the Lord just um, highlighting that um, the small things, nobody knew outside of it. I was completely righteous on the outside and looked great, but in my heart where I had a little bit of movement, like, you know, I disagree with this body, this person, like I didn't like this person, and then I quickly caught myself I repented because I said, I'm turning from my wicked way. That's the whole purpose of this thing. After spending time with the Lord, the Lord will show us our wicked way, the way that's different from his, so that we could turn, so that he could heal us. That's the whole purpose of waiting on the Lord, praying. It's a whole purpose. It's not about you know getting some prayer, like a wonderful prayer out and feel good about each other. It's not, it's about God reveal his ways to us that we turn from our wicked way, that he can show up and do the things we cannot do, never yes. be able to do. So um, once I adjusted my heart, Holy Spirit just filled me like never before. In my whole 30 years Christian life, I never felt Holy Spirit actually coming on me that strong because I adjusted my heart, repenting my heart. I didn't repent to the person, right? It's just, I sinned in my heart. I repent to the Lord. I turn my heart back to that compassion level. Compassion just means like you don't judge. Because if we judge, we cannot have compassion on a person. 
So that's one testimony, like right after the conference. And then another time, I had pain on my arms like for weeks. And that day, I had you know a little bit heart issue with another person. I was riding in the car. I quickly called myself, and then I repented. I turned, and this pain just lifted. It's gone. I'm telling you, God is really not looking for some magnificent work we can do. He's just looking at that little thing nobody else is watching. But God said, I look at the heart. You look at the outside appearance, but I look at the heart. Yes. And uh, if we want our lives to start flowing with prosperity, healing, testimony for Jesus Christ, it got to watch our heart because it's coming out of there. If the church is changing, and the Lord said, yes, it's a family, it's a family. My family is changing because God killed me. You know, I was a problem with my family. Once I died, every, seriously, everything just settled. Like, and I started to prosper at work. I had a testimony too. At work, I got promotion. Um, we had difficulty hiring people. God gave me a favor. This person got multiple offers, and she decided to go with me. Because when I communicate to her, I communicate the heart. Like I care about her. You know that it, it actually does transfer outside. Yeah. What's in your heart, you can actually communicate eventually. So she said, I pick you because I feel you really care. You will care about me. You will be a good manager. Um, and I came today just to give God thanks for giving me that help. Because if we don't get the people to work, I have to work, you know. It's like I, I was so stressed. Um, we trying to fill this position for two months. And there are a lot of open positions in my company. But they require very specific, high technical skills, too. So it's really difficult to find those people. Um, but God, you know, yesterday I just got that good news. And I, my heart was just filled with gratitude. Mm -hmm. And the night before, I actually prayed to God. I said, Lord, it's not what I have. I can't even get a person hired. Like, you know, you think you have a lot of things you can do. We don't. Like, God shifts the resources. God moves things around our lives. If we need something, it's not the enemy who's holding it. God is watching our heart. You get your heart right with him. God is going to help us get the resource we need. We don't have to be able to do and, you know, everything. He's going to get the resource to help us. Yeah. But it's not we can't just wait and say, I believe you, you can do it. God said, I can do it, but you're not doing your part. Because you're not, you're not guarding my image that I made you in. Anyway. So. That's good. Let's, let's pray. Yeah, release that. I want. Lord, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. I'm so grateful that you made us in your image. God, that you actually humble yourself, Lord, and you made us in your image. And you share this compassionate heart with us. We thank you, God, for this precious heart you've given us, this heart of Jesus, that Jesus Christ may dwell in our heart through faith. And that now, Lord, help us, Holy Spirit is here to help us to guard that image of God in each one of us. And the church will be, God, like, just like Jesus. As Jesus is so our way in this world. I pray, God, let your blessing come upon every person in this room. 
and anyone who's watching, God, I just ask you to release that anointing. I ask you to release that light. I ask you to just remove the scale off of our eyes, God. And Lord, that you would just speak to every one of us, what are we doing wrong, God? Convict us, God, of our own ways that offend you, God. We pray, Lord, because we ask, Lord, we turn from our wicked ways, that you may come and heal us and magnify your own name, glorify your own name in our midst. Let your kingdom come, let your will be done on earth, a jubilee as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. All right, let's go ahead, gather in small groups for sharing, prayer, for we were in Galatians, and I want to meet with everybody online. All right, so, incredible. Uh, you get those couple testimonies of the same vision about Jesus with the boat, and, and wow, just, I just felt like we jumped into the deep water, deep water of who I am, deep calling into deep, and so forth. I want to go through Galatians 4 with the few minutes we have because Galatians 4 is kind of like a transitional chapter. You're, I, I meditate often on Galatians 1 and the whole uh, calling of, of, of Paul and unto faith and into grace. I kind of, chapter 2 is like a, you know, like a, like a application to why he had to step in and deal as he did with those who wanted to force him out of of grace and and calling Peter out. Then three is a you know just beautiful chapter all about that. Are you going to having begun the spirit? Are you being made perfect in the flesh? Have, have, are you going to go back to the law? Or are you going to? It's just showing us that there is no way but the faith of Abraham, but to come into the promise that God made to Abraham and his seed to Christ, and then coming into that. Uh, that nothing can then undo a promise. Law coming after promise cannot re renege the promise because it's entirely different uh, and, uh, communication means. But then chapter 4 is like that chapter 2. It's kind of a connecting chapter. Let me find myself, I, and I'll get it online for you. But chapter 4 talks about, well, when you begin as an heir but you're a child then you're still really not any different than a slave because you're going to be cared for by somebody else someone's going to be over you but then there comes a time when you've matured enough and you the father is appointed there's a time when you come forth the full he says even so um there comes a time when we are brought as a son and that's a, and therefore we are brought as the father, by the father into sonship and we're no longer under the law so uh, verse 7 we're no longer a slave but a son and if a son then we're an heir of God through Christ but then um, here he, he's talking about this conflict and you can f feel it because I'd rather apply the law to a situation more, more often than to be that son, that vulnerable heart, to have the heart of Jesus. So he says, um, if you know God now, then how can you disengage from walking in the, the submission to God and not back into the old ways? You're back into the old ways of God. And now that, so he gets down to verse 16. 
And Paul is really, really being really open. Now, have I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth? And then he's speaking of what, what, it, what is a pressure? Is that the flesh wants to keep on usurping the spirit? The law wants to come back and take its role, and we would like it to. The spirit is warring against the flesh. It's just the conflict that you're living out, and it's a lot of times back to being ex holding the place of truth. So he speaks of the people. They zealously court you, but for no good. Yes, they want to exclude you that you may be zealous for them. The way that works is that our place in Jesus is placed there by the Father. We have been known before the foundation of the world. We were predestined to adoption before the foundation of the world. We've been redeemed by his blood continually to eternal redemption. We have been, um, it's just, it's all by the Father's will, all by the Father's design. So someone comes along and says, you know, you're really an important person and what you're doing is, that's great, but you could be doing a lot better job. Opposite of what um, uh, Deborah was just sharing. It's competition. It's, uh, uh, it's trying to get somebody. And they say that they're, they're, they're zealous in courting you, but it's not for good. They want to exclude you. So you want to pull a person from their sincere and simple journey with Jesus in his word and love for all saints into a special group that you need to be a part of the special group, but you don't realize that once you're in the special group, now you have to be zealous for them. So moving you from the place of union and enjoyment and peace and delight and worship, you're all of a sudden now in competition. So he said it's good to be zealous in a good thing always. And not only when I am present with you, my little children, and I love this place of Paul's heart, whom I labor in birth again until Christ is formed in you. The maturing of Christ in the believer is the absolute, um, uh, his supremacy, his all-sufficiency, his preeminence. And we have to let that hold us together. We can't take pieces from the past. We can't take techniques of others. We can't go into doctrines that are floating around that are telling us this is the, the, the latest craze to get. It's this Christ in us, the hope of glory. So he's in prayer. He's in labor. He's in travail and felt that always because he says, I would like to be present with you now and to change my tone. So we can feel those drifting, especially the people we love, and we feel them being drifting or pulling or moving into another path that isn't just that tr trust and reliance and rest and enjoyment. So I want to release a blessing because tomorrow it really gets going because it continues to say, listen, there's two covenants. Do you want to be, the, you want to be of the child of the slave woman, Hagar, or do you want to be the child of the married woman, uh, Sarah? Do you want to be the... Uh, Ishmael or the Isaac and and we're a part of the new Jerusalem from above and it's just a real you, I, I'm here I'm reading it like well this is my birthright in Christ I want to identify with Christ here in Christ with this heavenly position and not undo or like it said in chapter 2 build again the things that I once destroyed you can't just keep that's that uh, schizophrenia that the body gets into we go from the law to the spirit and so forth. So he said, um, 
chapter 5 just gets enormously beautifully big. And we're going to get into the fruit of the Spirit. We're going to get into the freedom we were made for. And we were made to live in freedom and not go into the uh, yoke of bondage. The yoke of bondage there is the law. It's not the, the practices of sin in the flesh. It's the law. And then talking again, if you go into circumcision, Christ is of no profit. Sometimes we don't feel the abundance of Jesus Christ because we are trying to earn his gift that has been given to us by faith. And, and if we become circumcised, we become a debtor to keep all of the law. So it's just a beautiful book. I was thanking the Father for the Apostle Paul, who is such a zealot and a terrorist and a, a, a persecutor of the faith that then he began to become the defender and he would not relinquish that this glorious resurrection of Jesus had brought us into an entirely different place in God's relationship. The only relationship that we could ever hold was in Christ. And so we weren't going into grace and then back into the law. We weren't going into salvation by faith and then back to circumcision. And I thank God for that. And all of us are having to hold that same place. So do not look at your life and, or, and judge it by what you have done or what others say you not have to do or what you need to think you should do. Like Deborah, <clears throat> present the heart, accept the provision of Jesus Christ, accept the words that are spoken in the New Testament concerning who he is and all that we are in him. And all that he is, we are in him. And then allow that to be your sufficiency. And then love. And then bless. And then release. <clears throat> and we won't be pulled back into these elementary principles and conflicts that, that we were delivered from. So I want to bless you and bless everybody else. Mm -hmm.